When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking real money. On Talking Real Money, we talk about money. But most of the time, we talk about the investing of money. Because, well, that's one of the biggest problems most people face in their lives is getting started investing, how to invest, all of that. But there's another important part of managing money. And that is, and by the way, this barely existed 150 years ago. Boy, does it exist now. That is managing credit and avoiding debt. But we all, at one time or another, or not we all, but most of we all, have found ourselves in debt, in debt that sometimes feels unmanageable. And... We turn to the academics. We believe in following the advice of academics. So what is the best way to deal with high credit card debt? How can you, what's the the easiest way for us to start to pay that off and to get out from underneath that ponderous weight of the debt that keeps us from saving? I mean, when you're paying 19 to 26% to borrow money, Yeah, that's pretty painful stuff. Indeed it is. Let's talk about the size of the problem first. It's pretty astounding. A bank rate survey showed that more than one-third, 35% of U.S. adults now carry credit card debt from month to month. That's up from 29% a year ago. The average balance, about $5,500. And here's the part that hurts the most. You mentioned 19 to 26. The average annual percentage rate, on a credit card recently hit 19.85. And that rate, by the way, is going Mm. up because Mm. interest rates are going up or have gone up. Pardon me. So this is, this is a real problem. And if it's not for you, by the way, it might be for one of your kids, your grandkids, other younger people have a tendency to think that's not an issue. I'll pay it off later. It won't be a big deal. It takes up mental space as well as financial space. Oh, well, my gosh, when you're paying on a, a dollar borrowed, 20 cents every single year. There's no investment you can find that will ever come close to making that kind of money for you. The banks are making out like bandits. So the question is, I want to start paying off my debt. I've got X debt that is at uh, 23% and I've got this other debt that's at 17.9. Should I start with the high and go to the low? Should I pay them off equally? What's the best way for me to get out of that debt. Well, conveniently enough, this is a discussion during the winter months because the two big ones are the debt snowball and the debt avalanche, which both fit the, the time of both, year, I guess. Both wouldn't sound be, wintry. It wouldn't be as good in the summer months. Uh, of course, the snowball is where 
you pay off the smallest credit card balance because it gets the snowball rolling down the hill, right? Then you pick up the next one, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas the avalanche is like, I'm going to pay off that highest interest rate. The one that's hurting me the most financially. Exactly. That you really should look at it and say, now, well, I'm paying 26. I, I, yeah, I would have, I always lean toward paying off the higher rate cards back when I had balances. Don't have them anymore, but back when I did, uh, I always leaned toward that because it felt to me like I was making the most money on that money. I, and I would be one who would agree with you, but there are many things, as we know, when it comes to money that more likely are about the emotions and less about the dollars and cents. And uh, I, I love some of these quotes. There's a great quote from a Yale economist who says, and I got to find it now, but I think this is a great quote for today. Uh, the best diet is the one you can stick to. In other words, if it really is the snowball because I'm paying something off, it's encouraging. I see that I got rid of one balance. I'm moving on to the next one. Well, then that makes sense. If you have enough uh, strength if you have enough discipline to say, nah, I really know that I got to pay this one off at 26% before I pay the other one off at 19. Well, then the avalanche will work for you. The, the, there is no right or wrong in this. The right actually though, however, is the fact that you want to pay off the highest interest rate card first, because as you just said, Don, that's costing you the most, right? But is there a difference? Is it easier for me to pay off? I mean, is it, is it easier for, for, to, is it more encouraging, I guess is the word? Is it more encouraging to me as somebody who's trying to get out of debt to pay off the smallest amount first? I mean, is there anything to be said for that? There's a lot to be said for that. And again, that's what the uh, the Yale economist says is that, uh, yeah, if you're able to do it and stick with it, it makes sense. We know a lot of this is emotional and not just uh, the dollars. And so, yes, I, there are many people that that's worked for. There's some popular uh, radio show and podcast that espouses this belief many times and has for many years. So people have followed that and believed it. Again, as a financial guy, I'm going to tell you, get rid of the biggest uh, interest rate debt first. And let me have right. a couple other ideas that I don't see talked about in this article. Number one, I still think if you're at a place where you've got five or $10,000 in credit card debt, you got to have a plan. You got to say, okay, I got the snapshot. Boom. Here's where I am today. Here's where I'm trying to get to in this period of time. Now, how am I going to get from point A to point B? Number one generally is you're going to have to slow down your spending because people use credit cards as a way to get at money that they don't generally have. Number two is looking at the actual dollars that are going out on each one of those cards every single month. In other words, the interest that's going out on those and figure out how to knock that down. And if you can't do it, well, there's people to help you with this. Not the ones that are going to fix your credit and all the rest of that silly nonsense, but there actually is a, a national credit counseling uh, operation, nfcc.org. I got this from our friend Herb Weisbaum. He says it's a legit deal. You get a counselor, they help you build a plan and they put it together and they make, you got to pay something for all this, but it is a not-for-profit and they help people actually get through all of this. And I'll add one other thing. I think any interest, even in today's higher interest rate environment, over 5%, you should really have a plan to pay that off quickly because how many people make 5% a year on their investments? Still, not that many when we look at your you know, portfolios. And, and, and you, you nailed it. The trick is 
to look at your statement and see how many dollars, not how much your bill is, not how much your monthly payment is, but how many dollars per statement are going to pay the bank? How many dollars are vanishing from your pocket forever and didn't buy you a darn thing? As a matter of fact, we uh, last night, uh, Debbie and I went to uh, sell our second car because we realized that we're both at home a lot and we don't drive the second car. We, it's it, In three years, we've put 9,000 miles on it. Oh, yeah. Time to get, let, let that one so, go. So we put out feelers for prices and we found the best price. This is not a plug for them. But we found the best price at uh, at CarMax, and so we went to CarMax, and, and we were selling the car. I'm trying to get the level. For some reason, my level dropped. It went uh, down. We, yeah, yeah. I don't know what happened. So I'm adjusting that. Anyway, we were we were sitting there. We got to get in the car sold, and there was a couple sitting two desks away, buying a twenty nine thousand dollar used car, and I just happened to overhear it's you can't help but overhear these conversations yeah okay and the guy goes so how much are you putting down and they went 450 dollars no yeah 450 financing 28 and a half that yeah, or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah well guess more guess, than that so it was 20 28 000 and well with everything is they were financing twenty nine thousand. yeah of course for all intents and purposes sure and not once did they ask what the interest rate was all they wanted to know was what how was much the, the payment? payment. This is what they bring people so, in and sell them on all the time. He said five hundred and seventy-one dollars a month, which sounds like a lot to me for a used car. But I well, don't buy cars this that, way. So, but it was over seventy-two months. Yeah, there's a lot of those seventy-two month loans and now. So on their twenty-nine thousand dollar car, oh. they were paying forty-one thousand wow. dollars. So all that 41, interest, forty-one thousand. And again, it's it's not just that. It's the opportunity cost of investing oh. that money at the same time, which would be huge. So, yeah, this is this is still an issue. I think it's getting to be a bigger issue. We've read a lot lately about how debt and credit is being used more now because financial hardship is on more people, certainly than it was a couple of years ago and less government help. But it needs to be dealt with. It should be dealt with quickly. And as I say, for me, it's the 5% rule. Anything above 5%, you got to have a plan to get rid of it because you're unlikely to make that on the money that you have saved instead. Yeah. And for me, even 5% is too much unless, unless it's your mortgage. Because I don't want to tie a lot of money up in a very illiquid asset. Otherwise, I'd see no point in paying interest on anything. Just spend a little bit less. There you go. And that's always the toughest part of the equation when we do the plans too. And people we say, how much are you spending? I don't know. Yeah. It's generally or they don't more. know. That's they a problem. Know. They don't yeah, know. Mm -hmm. Most of us don't know. And no. that again is part of a of this whole process of planning for the future. It's a multi-step process. It's not just getting rid of the debt. It's knowing how much you're spending today on what you are spending it and what you will need to be spending. When you get to retirement, and by the way, that should be everyone's ultimate financial goal, is to get to retirement comfortably, securely. Couldn't agree more. Question time? 
Yes, absolutely. We got I, a lot of questions. Yep, I can see the pile in. on your podium there. A pile on, on the podium. Pile on the podium, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think you can just go to the website, talkingrealmoney.com, and send us a question anytime. You can. Right? You anytime, can. any you can, year. You can type them in or you can speak them in. Yeah. At talkingrealmoney.com. Plenty of both. This one comes from David in Colorado. Interesting question. Um, David's got his a son, a 529 for a son, which is great. And he's been manually choosing funds and allocations, but he's wondering if he should move to the aggressive age-based plan. Now, an age-based plan is, is it, it, when you use the term aggressive, I know they, they, they think it has some differences between being aggressive or moderate in those plans, which I don't know that I understand. But an age-based plan is like a target date fund. Right, right. At the beginning of a young person's life, it's basically on stocks. As that person gets closer to using the money, 16, 17, 18, they're going to have some in bonds because they want more stable to draw the money on. Um, he, then he writes, the selections were almost uh, identical, but what was different is I was giving up control in the overthinking that I can do better. I go back and forth with the subscribing and unsubscribing to many shows, blah, blah, blah. He wants to know about the comfort level, and w- which makes sense. I mean, this is always the question, right? It, uh, it, with always, everything. We're always looking for the, the the greener grass. Exactly. The better deal. The, oh, I miss. Yeah, it's the, it's the, uh, the FOMO thing. Oh, gosh, if I'm in this, I might be missing out on that. No, let the manage. It's not even managing. It's just a glide path. It's a simple process that takes the onus off of you. And it's an onus you shouldn't even have on you because you've already proven that you're incapable of sticking to a plan. Well, there's drifting all over the place. There's that. And the fact is, and by the way, I'm in the business. I got somebody else using that age-based plan for the ones I've got still, which I think is three or four, four, five, 29s right now. I wouldn't manage it on my own. I see no reason to, because here's the thing. And he only has two grandchildren. He doesn't know who those other other 529s are for. Just random children. Here you go. Help yourself. Uh, The fact of the matter is um, you can get it so very, very, very inexpensively. If it was expensive, I wouldn't do it. Right, because you know we're relative, we're, we're we're cheap about cheap. these things. Yeah, exactly. I think I was trying Frugal. to come up with a different word. So yeah, I would use the age based plan. I would recommend that for anybody, and I think we've recommended before the Virginia plan. Uh, I think you favor is it uh, the, not Utah. Utah, Utah. Virginia, I like Utah. So. Oh no, West Virginia. You're thinking West not Virginia. Virginia. Thank West you, Virginia. Thank you, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. They used to be one state until the Civil War. Now that's they're kind of, now they're separate. That's, believe it or not, even before my time. So, yeah, um, just uh, not not a lot before, but before. So I would use the age based plan. And and here's the other thing: let yourself go a little bit. <laughs> go control, crazy. No, because control is overrated. I'd like to think I'm in control of a lot of things, and the reality is, mm, I doubt it. Practice what she preach. <laughs> You're going to be calling me out on this Practice one. Practice <laughs> what she preach. Uh-huh. Control is overrated, Tom says. Yeah, it is. Trust Famous me. Famous last yeah. words. You will like to hear be there. that forever. I'm going to record that. It'll <laughs> be like it it'll be like Chuck Jaffe going, I hate Susie Ormond. I hate Susie Which oh we played over and over again yeah. many years ago. We did. So yeah. anyway, uh, that would be my suggestion, Dave, and good luck to you. And, and by the way, here's the other part of that. It's great you're doing something for your kid. A lot of people don't do this. I love 529s for a variety of reasons, and I think it's great you're doing something for a young person. So, bravo. By the way, the word counter says that uh, you are 
Uh, you're way ahead of me in words in this episode. Okay. You're I'll way be ahead. quiet the rest of the way time. Way ahead. Holy cow. I got to add a few extra extraneous words. Please. Heck, why yeah. not? Who yeah. knows? Sure. See the, see the, see the horsey. <laughs> Which which podcast is this? Anyway? I have no idea. I'm delirious today. I can tell my my, my viral thing came back. I, what with why a vengeance? Would it go away. Anyway, uh, Tom, do you have anything else? Yeah, since I do you have already something else. Way ahead on words. I know. I do have something else. To those listening, who are to those listening, paying attention. <laughs> uh, by the way, I had a, a all staff meeting this week where I asked people for their biggest achievements personally and professionally from 2022, which were great. It was a great meeting. And now next meeting, meeting, I'm going to ask people to say what other people I'm going to test them on their recall. See if they're paying attention. Ah, love that. So here's this, your the recall. amazing race. Here's, 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 your, here's your recall. Uh, coming up on the 25th of, of February, you got to join us for retirement because we have all these wonderful, and it doesn't matter. You don't got to be in the Seattle area. Because we do this online now, and we get more people online than we get in person. But go to retiremeet, that's M-E-E-T dot com, and look at the topics, look at the speakers. You're going to love them, and then register. You can even Y'all do it in your pajamas. Don't need to, well, that was almost, you like you like became a uh, country boy there. Y'all don't have to come out to Bellevue. Heck no. <laughs> exactly. You can go on that there newfangled calculating machine with the TV screen attached and just Visit with us that way. Sit there in your At PJs and enjoy the show. Yeah, retire me. So, yes, that's all. Who is texting me? Oh, ding, ding, wife. ding. You better answer that one because uh, time's no, up. No, no. Cookies are ready, uh, as they say. It's from my wife. She wants there to is know. one of the great surprises. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I better go. Go to retiremeat.com and sign up. And by the way, if you want to meet with one of uh, our, our little advisor people for free for nothing, or even Tom, go to talkingrealmoney.com, click on meet an advisor, or there's an 800 number there. Call that and uh, we'll get you set hey, up. I might and, even uh, answer. No. I he love answering answer that. I, I love it because people go, wait, the Tom from the show? Yes, the Tom from the yeah, show. The he does show. answer his own phone. How about that? Because Tom needs to work harder on those advisors to make them answer the phone sometimes. Exactly. It's yeah. like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm calling to uh, to meet with an advisor. Oh, I'm sorry. None are available. Oh, let me see. Oh, wait, there's one guy. Hold on. <laughs> sad as Hello, that this sounds. is Tom. <laughs> sad as that sounds. It is indeed true. So, yeah. All right. We're going to go now. Thank you for being with us for our, our short little podcast. We hope you stay with us for more and uh, we'll have another one tomorrow. We promise. And matter, matter of fact, we'll probably have another one Friday and then next week and then over and over again for years to come. I'm Don. That's Tom talking real money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.